0: hey guys it's time for nina's got good news nina's a former tv news gal who used to share all the news now as a mom and small business woman she wants to share only the good stuff it's time to brighten your day so here's your host nina b clark hi everyone how are you thanks for that introduction dan This is Nina Clark, the Nina B. Clark, just so everyone knows, the B stands for Bradley because I've had some questions. I'm your happy host of Nina's Got Good News, and I'm so excited that you're here for my next episode, Things I Am Learning at 45. To be honest with you, for whatever reason, this has been a big year for me. 40 was not so big. 45 just hit me for whatever reason. I still don't know why, but the good, the bad, the real... 45 was just that year for me. So today I wanted to share some lessons that I've thought about since I've turned 45, some things that have hit me, and I thought it would be helpful to share with all of you. And believe me, I do not have all the answers by any means. I am so far from perfect. Just ask my husband or ask my brother. I am not perfect, but I just wish someone had shared some of these little ideas and tips and lessons with me along the way. So I thought that I might just help by sharing with all of you now. And I really believe that even if you're 20 or 25 or 30 or 35 or 40 or 45 like me, or maybe you're even older, these little ideas might help. And remember, the goal of this podcast is just to get better. We want to get better together. So I'm going to give you this list. These are in no particular order just randomly picked as they came into my mind. First up, carbs are bad news. Carbs at the age of 45 are just not my friend. Yes, I still eat some carbs, but I'm now officially a low-carb girl. When I hit 45, this was just something that really hit me hard. I don't know why. Maybe it's because that I've just loved carbs my whole life. I loved bagels my whole life. I remember with both of my pregnancies, with both Charlie and Blaine, that all I really ever craved was carbs. I craved bagels. I craved pasta. And when I went to Italy for summer school and college, literally all I ate every single day of summer school was bread and pasta. I mean, it was just so good. But now I know better. So I just want you all to keep this in mind. That carbs are just not the greatest thing that we all think they are, and I just wish that someone had warned me early on. But again, I'm a low-carb girl now. I do have some carbs. Now, on to the next thing. This is still involving eating. Another thing that I've really learned now at, four, at the age of 45. Sugar really is the devil. Believe me, I am not an expert in this. I don't have all the answers when it comes to health and nutrition in that whole space. Believe me. But what I've learned from many nutritionist friends is that sugar is really the enemy. And I've seen firsthand as a mother what sugar does to my two children. To be honest with you, it just really makes them crazy. It's not our friend. The problem for me, though, is that I've always had a sweet tooth. So that's why it's been so hard to give up. It's like an addiction, right? I have a sweet tooth and I need the sweets. I crave them. So the problem for me is that it's really hard to give up when you crave them and you have that sweet tooth. And sugar is found in so many foods and it's also found in so many drinks as well. So this is a really big challenge to tackle. Keep in mind, I also love to enjoy a cocktail now and then. And you have to be careful when you're choosing a cocktail because a lot of them have sugar in them. So I know there's also a lot of research out there that I've been reading that sugar causes cancer. Again, I don't have all the answers, but when you read more into that, it just, again, reiterates that sugar really is the devil. I just wish I knew all this earlier in my life. So I just hope that this little reminder here will help some of you make some small changes when it comes to your sugar intake, or just be more mindful of how much sugar you're putting into your body. Now we're gonna move on to the next lesson. Cherish your friendships. This is a really big one for me. I love people and I love making friends. I love connecting with people. And so I've made a lot of friends along the way. But the ones that are still by my side now at the age of 45 are just so special. I really think it's important to treasure these friendships and work on them. Like most things that are super important and super special, it takes work and it takes effort. But boy, is it all worth it. Hold those friends close because as you get older, I've learned this now that I'm 45, you really realize how much you need each other. You lean on them for a lot, especially when you get older. And that support system is so critical. So again, cherish and treasure your friendships. On to the next one. Again, no random. This is just a random list, not in, um, I didn't prioritize any of these. No particular order. The next one is also important. Wear sunscreen all the time. When it comes to this, I have a lot of regrets. I wish someone had really sat me down at an earlier age and really talked with me about sunblock. Now at the age of 45, I have sun- I have skin cancer and it really is not fun. The sun is no longer my friend. I wear sunscreen all the time. I wear a hat all the time. I wear clothes with SPF, sun protective clothing, and I sit in the shade whenever possible. The problem is, is that for most of my life, I was a real sun worshiper and I have fair skin. I used to sit in the sun so long with no sunscreen on that I would get blisters on my body. That's how bad it was. So I share all of this with you to urge you not to make these same mistakes that I did and please wear sunscreen. The good news for me now is that I now have a team of incredible dermatologists here in Connecticut, and they literally are saving my skin. And for that, I will be forever grateful for them. Now on to the next one. Again, these are, these are lessons I've learned now that I'm 45 sharing with all of you in hopes to make us all better. Be grateful for what you have. Gratitude is so big for me, you guys. It's just so important. Especially when you're facing a hard time or a challenge, focusing on what you do have or what is going well in your life can just be so helpful and so healing, so therapeutic for all of us. So one thing that I've done, I've started to do this now, is writing it down, making a list and seeing it in print. It's a really good way to do this because then you can go back and reread all the things you're grateful for when you're having that bad day or you're going through that challenging time. I bought a gratitude journal on Amazon that I use. I love it. It's, you know, it's a real book, it's a journal. I also use an app on my phone called Gratitude Journal 365. And it helps me keep track on my phone if I'm on the go, because remember, we're, all, we're on our devices a lot. But if I'm on the go and I want to write down some quick thoughts about gratitude, I can put it into my gratitude app on my phone. But again, I also love the journal. You can look on Amazon and there are a bunch of them there. But I think this is really helpful. Even if it's something simple, like today, I'm grateful that the sun is shining. It's a beautiful day. Or today, I'm grateful that I got to work out today. This kind of exercise, this kind of exercise of practicing gratitude can be so therapeutic for all of us. Again, it can be something simple, like I'm grateful today that I got to meet a friend for coffee, or I'm grateful today that I got to watch my son's hockey game. Whatever it is, it can be something small. It doesn't have to be big. But when you see that list in print, it all adds up and it makes such a positive impact in your life. So this is a great thing to practice. Focusing on the good. It's a very powerful thing. Gratitude. Okay. The next one, the next lesson, make your bed. I really love this one. I love this one so much. My parents always taught me this and my brother. So me and my brother at a very early age, we were taught that we had to make our beds. It was just part of our daily routine. Our beds were not perfect when they made, when we made them, believe me, especially when we were little, but the bed was made. Now as an adult, it's the same. It's part of my routine. It's just something I do every single morning. I don't even really think about it, but I don't leave the house in the morning until our bed is made. Now I'm working on this lesson with my children. And They seem to be really getting it. They seem to be really picking up on this. I've taught them how important it is. So I think they're really, it's really sinking in that now they're doing it every single morning. My husband and my son, Charlie, are now, they've been reading this incredible book. And I really wanted to share it with you guys because I think everyone would really get some good information out of it. It's called Make Your Bed. It was written by a um, retired Navy admiral named William McRaven. Again, it's called Make Your Bed. It's a really big bestseller, so you you may have already heard of it. But the concept is very simple. What he says in the book is that if you want to change the world, start off by making your bed. He says that if you make your bed every morning, you will have accomplished the first task of the day. And then it will encourage you to do another task and then another task. And then by the end of the day... That one task completed of making your bed will have turned into many tasks completed. Making your bed will also reinforce the fact that little things in life matter. He says that if you can't do the little things right, you will never do the big things right. I love this so much. This is so important. The book and the concept of making your bed. So let's all be sure that when we're starting our day with this simple task of making our bed, that we're actually doing it and we're practicing it every day and then teaching our children the same thing. The next thing is a little personal to me, but this is an important lesson. Call your mom and call her often. Calling your mom really can make a huge difference in your life and in your mother's life. For me, I actually call my mom every single day. She lives alone. She's 80 years old, so I really know how important it is that I check in with her. But no matter what age your mom is, I just think it's a good idea to call her often and say hi, ask her how she's doing, tell her that you love her and that you're thinking about her, and also share what's going on in your life. Moms are just special, and they really need to hear from their children, and I think it's important for the children to Connect with their mom. So again, call your mom. On to the next one. Again, in no particular order. This is a good one. If you work or you're looking for work, try to find something that you're passionate about. Try to find a job that involves something that you are connected to and that you have a passion for. And if you're in a job that you don't like, it usually means that you don't actually have a passion for what you're doing. For example, I was passionate about the news business. I loved what I was doing, and when I worked in television news, I loved it because I was passionate about the work. Now, as a small businesswoman working in the clean beauty space, I'm really passionate about our brand. I'm passionate about Beauty Counter. I'm passionate about health and wellness and clean beauty and sharing that information with my friends and family. If I weren't passionate about this, then then I really just wouldn't love what I was doing. And then I wouldn't be able to be successful at the job. So I really think it's important to find your passion and then go work for it. I think that's awesome. This is also really good advice for college graduates as they start to look for jobs and they get out into the job market. Really think about what you love to do and what you're passionate about and then follow that. Follow your dreams. It can all come together so well. The next one is A really good one. Something that I love to do every single day. Here it is. Move your body every single day. This is important. I actually call this my therapy. I really do. It's free therapy. It's cheap therapy. But it really helps with your mind, your body, and your soul. As the old expression goes, if you don't move it, you lose it. And that is so true. I remember that when my dad got sick and he really just stopped moving his body, next thing you know, it all fell apart. So don't do that. Move your body every single day, whether you're young or old, it doesn't really matter. It can even be something simple like taking a walk, right? It can be going for a walk during your lunch hour. Sometimes my husband walks to the train from our house. It's like a 15 minute walk, but he always says that it clears his head It wakes him up and it just makes him feel good. It's a good way to start his day. So whatever it is, I also have a friend who bikes, he rides his bike to and from his work. And that's how great of a commute is that? I love that. I love that story. So no matter what it is, even if it's just a walk, it doesn't have to be going out and running 10 miles. It doesn't have to be going to some intense spin class every single day. Just moving your body in some form can be really, really life-changing and such a positive impact on your life. Some other quick ones now that I want to add, just some quick ones. Smile at someone today and say hello. It really feels good for both of you. Connecting like that is just so important. Make someone's day by smiling and saying hi. Another quick one. All kids mimic the adults in their life. So really, we all need to keep this in mind, be mindful of this. Even if you're not a parent, but if there are children in your life, like if you're an uncle or an aunt, And you have nieces or nephews, just remember that these kids look up to you. They really do. So it's important for all of us as adults to show them the way. Show them the way. And lastly, and probably not a hard one for all of us to do since we all live on our phones, we live on our devices, but take a lot of pictures. Now at the age of 45, I really love looking at pictures. If it's on someone's phone or if it's printed out pictures or it's in a photo album I love looking at pictures so take a lot of pictures whether they're new pictures but also I love looking at new ones old ones they're just such good reminders of good times and good people in our lives and good memories so snap away whether it's with a camera or even just with your phone it's just a positive thing to do And those are all my lessons now that I've turned 45. As I mentioned, for whatever reason, this has just been a big year for me where I've had the good, the bad, the real, and it's just been a year that really hit me. It didn't happen at 30. It didn't happen at 35 or even 40. For whatever reason, 45 was that year for me. So my challenge here for you guys today before we go is to think of one of these little tips, one of these little ideas that I shared with you and how it might help you. And then if you could share back with us, what tip would you also like to add? What would you like to share with all of us that might be helpful to all the listeners today? I think it's so important that we all share because remember, we're better together. So if you have a tip or an idea, please share it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, I'm so grateful for you guys. I know that I wouldn't be here without all of your support, all of your encouragement, all of your love. And remember, with this podcast, we just want to be a kinder, better person. We just want to be that kinder, better person together. And my hopes with this podcast is that's what we're going to do together. Stay tuned for next week's podcast. And remember, you can find me on iTunes. Please be sure to subscribe to my weekly podcast so you won't miss any episodes. Remember, we're going to be dropping podcasts once a week. So look for Nina's Got Good News on iTunes. And once you subscribe please consider rating my show and I'm going to be reading some of your reviews on the air. So that's going to be really fun too. So for now, I am your host, Nina Clark. Just so happy to be here. You can find me across all social media platforms as Nina B. Clark, especially on Instagram because that's my jam and let's all get excited about the new channel, Instagram TV. Can't wait to see how that unfolds and let's all get excited about that new channel together. Thank you again for listening and keep being awesome.